0: scripture reading is going to be from the book of Romans, chapter 8, beginning at verse 26. Uh, la escritura de hoy viene del libro de Romanos, capítulo 8, um, versículos 27 al 28. And I'll go ahead and read a portion for us in Spanish and then the whole passage for us in English. But you could follow along with the language of your heart and um, we will uh, jump in to the Scriptures. And Al, as Brother Al mentioned, we are in this series on prayer that we're calling Hearing from God. And we've been learning how to hear from God throughout the entire month of February. So if you've missed any of those, you can just catch up through any of the online platforms on YouTube or through podcast or Spotify. It's all available there during your commute in the morning or your walk or or your time with God. You can catch up on some of those. And so we're going to start with uh, the reading in Spanish and then in English. Romanos capítulo capítulo 8, versículos 27 al 28. Nos dice y Dios que examina los corazones sabe cuál es la intención del espíritu porque el espíritu intercede por los creyentes conforme a la voluntad de Dios. Ahora bien sabemos que Dios dispone todas las cosas para el bien de quienes lo aman los que han sido llamados de acuerdo con su propósito. Romans 8, beginning at verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Verse 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, that have been called according to His purposes. Amen. Let's pray. Vamos Lord, we thank you that you call us according to your purposes and in a mysterious new kind of way, Lord, you're able to bring it all together and work it all together for your glory and for our good. That's a mystery. Ese es un misterio, Dios Santo, como puedes usar todo para nuestro bien. And Lord God, we pray this morning that you would help us to grow, help us to mature Help us to go deeper. Help us to move forward in our journey with you. We don't want to just stay stuck. No, nomas queremos estar atorados en nuestro camino contigo, Dios Santo. Ayúdanos adelante. Help us to move forward, Lord. And today, God, would you be that light that we're seeking? Would you be that fresh water, that fresh air that we need? Guide us, Lord, and we can sometimes feel can sometimes feel like a desert, like a wilderness. Take us to you, Lord. Draw us near. We love you, Jesus. We pray all of this, God. And we also pray, God, for our country and our world that so desperately needs you. Every single day we see evidence of this world that needs a Savior, Lord. Todos los días vemos evidencia de un mundo que necesita un Salvador. And Lord God, we pray that you would bring that true shalom, that true peace over the land. Use us as your channels, as your vessels, as your vehicles to bring peace in those surroundings that we find ourselves in, Lord. May we taste like you, Jesus. May people encounter us and experience Jesus in and through us, Lord. However it is that we find ourselves, maybe some of us are feeling stressed, others rejoicing, others grieving. We give it all to you today, Lord. We stand in the gap as your people. And Lord God, we pray for um, all those that need you. We pray for our country, Lord God. We uh, pray for um, different tensions, different um, challenges. Lord, uh, we pray for those that are um, out of town right now on this holiday weekend, Lord. And as you ask us in your word to pray for the leaders of the land, Lord, so we do pray, Lord, for all leaders, for president, Lord, for president, past presidents. We pray even, God, as the country's preparing potentially to say goodbye to a former president, Lord God, to uh, uh, former President Carter, Lord, who's in hospice now. We just lift him up and his family to you, God, and we uh, entrust it all to you, Lord. Help us to be your people, God, in all situations. Help us to love, to care for our neighbors, and help us to be ministers of reconciliation. We pray for those who are sick. We think of those families within our church who are navigating sickness, Lord. We continue to lift up our precious brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. We we pray for the Madrids, for Ruben Madrid, in this time, Lord. We pray for um, others who are navigating, who are hospitalized this weekend, Lord. Be with them, Jesus. Those navigating different um, challenges and sickness, be their healing touch, God. And Lord, we pray that today you would speak a new word to us. Hablanos, Dios Santo, hoy en este día. Speak to us a new and fresh word. We're here to receive it, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, as I mentioned earlier, today we're going to be uh, finishing up a sermon series on hearing from God. Hoy vamos a terminar la enseñanza de escuchando la voz de Dios. And this has been a series for all of us who have ever struggled or wondered how to pray. We really made it clear and simple in the very first uh, Sunday in February when we engaged this topic the fact that the struggle is real. We all struggle with how to grow, how to pray, how to grow closer in our relationship with Jesus. We've asked ourselves those questions. We've been honest with one another in those questions. We've we've talked about what it means to actually engage in a relationship with a living God, how to talk to God, and how to hear from God. And we've been exploring these questions in February and learning how to develop a deeper a spiritual life and a more full prayer life as well. And some of the resources, as our brother Al mentioned, is that prayer booklet that we have right in the back. And if you don't have it, you can pick one up. We're going to also make it available online so you can download the PDF and take it with you anywhere you are. The How to Pray booklet, it's right back there in the Bible table. And uh, you can have that as your gift and it gives you different methods on how to be able to pray. Vamos a aprender diferentes métodos en cómo orar. Y tenemos un librito atrás para usted. And so... Through this series, we've learned that in developing a prayer life, um, the, what's going to develop our prayer life is not going to be guilt and shame. That's not going to work. Guilt-tripping and thinking, well, I should do more of this, or I know I should pray, but I don't, so I feel bad, that's not going to help on this journey. That's actually just going to enter us into a vicious kind of pattern and uh, self-pity, self-loathing, and running away kind of pattern. But instead, the only thing that will be able to motivate us to pray is actually grace, Grace will be our guide. La gracia de Dios va a ser nuestra guía en la oración. And um, and we've established this, and you could uh, write it down. It's right up in the slides. Grace is our guide, and the Holy Spirit is our companion on this journey of closeness to God. Grace is our guide and the Holy Spirit is our companion on our journey of closeness with God. And the Holy Spirit will be the one who will bring it all together. So don't just try to make it happen on your own. Instead, yield, surrender to the movement of the Spirit in your life and you will see him bring it all together to draw you closer to God in a way that you've never experienced. So together, let's trust God to be God. It's not going to be legalism, shame, or guilt that's going to draw us closer to God. In fact, that's going to create a bigger rift. Grace will be our guide, and the Holy Spirit will be the one to bring it all together. We can't just make it happen on our own at the snap of a finger. God will be the one to do it in and through us. Dios es el que nos madura y nos crece espiritualmente. He will do it in us and through us. Because, as one of the themes of 2023 is for our church, the one who calls us is faithful, and he will do it. El que nos llama es fiel y él lo va a hacer. He calls us, he's faithful, he will do it. And we've also established that God created us free. He created us in his image with different personalities and different uh, prayer styles. So that means that all of us actually have freedom and choice with how we choose to spend our time with God. Life with God and time with God looks different for different people or different families. But the main thing in our time with God is that we keep our focus on the presence of God. Christ, on the presence of God during your intentional time in prayer. Not focus on distraction or other things, but simply pausing to pray and to be with God. That's the end in mind. That's how we grow in our maturity. When we pause, pray, and be with God. Cuando pausamos y entramos en la presencia de Dios, vamos a crecer espiritualmente. When we pause and pray to be with God, that can really last anywhere from two minutes to 15 minutes, to 45 minutes, but I guarantee you, as you take time to pause and pray to be with God, you're actually going to want to spend more time with God. You're going to want to spend more time in his presence, more time in his peace, more time in his comfort, and he will give you the strength that you need the strength for today, and the hope for tomorrow. Él te va a dar la fuerza para hoy y la esperanza para mañana. And we get reminded of that when we enter into his presence. Because as we've talked about before here at Imago, the problem with us and our spiritual journey is not that we're slow learners, but we're quick forgetters. So we need to come back into his presence every single day and come together in worship every single week to remind one another of God's presence, of God's power, and of God's promises. So today, we're actually going to be learning about different methods to pause, to pray, and to hear from God. And um, as we've mentioned before, you can already start One thing that you can do is just download the Bible app on your device, on your phone, and you can find a plan through the Bible app. Just right there, uh, download the Bible app, down in the middle, in the center, there'll be a check mark that says plans. Click on plans and search for something to help you grow. You can even write down devotion, prayer, any topic, and you'll have a guide in your devotion. But you don't need a smart device either. You can just start by opening up the Word of God. You can read a psalm every day. You can begin reading the Gospels, the life of our Lord Jesus. Ten verses in ten minutes will make a difference in your entire 24-hour day. I guarantee it. But the most important thing for us, whether we're going to start with uh, the Scriptures or with a devotional plan or with the prayer book, the most important thing in our time with God is that we just start. Stop making, there will, stop making excuses. There will always be an excuse not to spend time with God. There will always be an excuse not to spend time in fellowship with his people. And you know what? They can be good excuses in our head. But let's keep first things first. First good excuses are still not going to to help us in our growth with God. The distraction will not help us. What we need to do is just start. Just start spending time with God. And it's not going to be perfect, and God's not looking for that. Nuestro tiempo de devoción no va a ser perfecto, pero Dios no busca eso. It's not going to be perfect, and that's how it's meant to be. Sometimes clunky, sometimes messy. And that's okay because us as God's people, we're, we're uh, imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. There's no perfect people in His family, and that's the way that God has it. That's the way He's actually ordained it. But here's the truth. And I want you to write this down. We've been talking about this all month. Consistent routine is the key to spiritual growth and maturity. Consistent routine is the key to spiritual growth and maturity. Notice that the key to spiritual growth and maturity is not knowledge. It's not a bunch of knowledge about the Bible or church. Notice that the key to spiritual maturity is not spiritual gifts, being gifted in this or that. No, it's consistent routine. It's showing up to God and allowing God to show up in your life and show off in ways that you can't think of or even imagine. Consistent routine is the key. But the number one, dis- the number one uh, discouragement or challenge in spiritual growth, interestingly enough, it's not obstacles in this life. The number one obstacle to spiritual growth is distraction. Distraction. Distracted with this and that. Like I said, things that can even appear like good things in our lives. But when good things become ultimate things, that's when we get into trouble. When second things become first things and first things become second things, we're going to get in trouble. Things are going to begin to break down. So as God's family, let's keep first things first. Let's keep the main thing the main thing because this key to spiritual growth is not perfection. God's not looking for you to be perfect or to appear more holy than others, but the key is consistency. Showing up to God, showing up to others, and seeing God show up and show off in your life. Consistent spiritual routine, baby steps day by day, I've shared with you all a little bit of what my spiritual routine is like as your pastor. I have to start my day with prayer and memorized prayers because in the morning, I don't feel like talking to anyone before coffee or anything like that. So even God. So what I have to do is start my day with a memorized prayer. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute, about prayers we can memorize day by day. When we don't have words, we have prayers of the heart, memorized prayers. So, part of my routine is that to start with a memorized prayer, then some time reflecting on God's Word. For me as a pastor, I need to be spending time in the Word in a book that I'm not preaching on, because it's too easy to do that, right, for me to just spend time reading a passage that I'm eventually going to preach on. So, what I do is I have to be in the Word in where I can just simply be in God's presence. And then after reflecting on the Word, I listen to a few praise songs on, on, a, on, on my commute or on my morning walk or dropping off the kids in school or anything like that. But all of those little things make all of the difference in the day. Last week, we actually talked about how we can go through seasons of feeling spiritually thirsty and spiritually hungry. Sometimes those seasons can feel like being in the wilderness or being in a spiritual desert. And we talked about how even in those times when we feel distant from God, the living God still draws near to us. He makes a way back into His presence. We've been honest about prayer. And the truth is, the bottom line is most of us are aware that We know we should pray, but sometimes we just don't know how to pray. And if we're honest, sometimes we don't want to pray. Let's bring all of that honesty, all of that rawness before God, and let's be open to Him providing a new way, a new method, a new way back to Him. You know, as I think about our prayer journey as uh, followers of Jesus and as a, a church, I think about one journey that I once went on back in 2019. Uh, For our family, it was going to be our first Disneyland trip And we were excited, Um, our our, uh, baby wasn't born yet, so it was just the two older boys, and uh, we were heading down to Southern California for Disneyland, and everyone was really excited and looking forward to it, and then as we're heading down um, to, uh, to Anaheim, we're actually on the 210 freeway in Los Angeles, and then suddenly, my van breaks down in the middle of the freeway. And some of you know, you know, Southern California freeways, 210 freeway, Los Angeles freeways, they're no joke. They're very different than 198 (laughs) and all of those. But it breaks down in the middle of the 210 freeway. It's uh, nighttime. I just have two very young kids and my wife there in the back. And so it all started, I remember being in the van, and suddenly I felt something in the van, something felt different. It started rumbling a little bit, and I had this funny feeling, and you know that feeling. It's like, ooh, this isn't good. (laughs) I just felt it from head to toe, like something's going to happen here. And I knew that the car was going to stop. Maybe not right now, but it was going to stop eventually. And so it was still running for a little while, but it was only a matter of time until it actually broke down. And eventually it did, and we had to uh, pull into this parking lot and get it towed and take it to a repair shop. And they said that I needed a new alternator to recharge the battery, that there was an issue. The battery wasn't getting recharged. So I needed this new piece of equipment in order to recharge the battery. I needed a new structure a new piece of equipment to jumpstart and keep the battery recharging in order to continue to move forward in our journey. And friends, brothers, sisters, sometimes it's the same with us in our spiritual journey. Sometimes all we need to kickstart our spiritual life or our prayer life is just a little structure, just a new way of doing something. And today we're going to talk about two tools to help us kickstart our prayer life in this year. And the first is in what we talked about, memorized prayers. Memorized prayers are something very powerful. They're words that we can pray to God when we feel we have no words. And a memorized prayer that I, I want us all to begin with this year is to learn to memorize the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that the Lord Jesus taught us. You know, sometimes we we can pray and pray from the heart or just whatever comes to mind for us, but the Lord actually did give us a very specific structure on how to pray. And we find this in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. Vamos este año a aprender y memorizar el Padre Nuestro. And we see this in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. You can open it up in your Bibles or it should be here in the, um, the, the slides right behind me. But the Lord Jesus is asked how to pray. And he says this, this is how then you should pray. And he gives us a structure. He gives us an outline of how to enter into the presence of God. And it says this, and you know, if it's up on the screen right, right, uh, right behind me, we can actually um, uh, say it together, and this can be part of our memorized prayer time. Some of you already have it memorized, but this year, I want us to learn it and memorize it together, even speak it throughout your day, throughout your week, and you will see God uh, continue to shape you more and more by entering into his presence with this memorized prayer. So we're going to pray this together, and it's uh, the, the Lord's Prayer. Vamos a orar juntos el Padre Nuestro, y lo pueden hacer en español o inglés. So I'm going to read it for us in, in uh, English, but you can pray along in Spanish. So together, let's, let's pray the prayer that Jesus taught us here in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. So let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So that tool of memorized prayer is a tool that we're going to use this year. When we have no words to pray, we can enter into the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to learn a few others today. But one simple tool that we're also going to learn today and we see this structure in the Lord's Prayer is actually the acronym of the ACTS method of prayer, which our brother Al already led us in. He already preached the word this morning. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today, the ACTS method of prayer, A-C-T-S. And this acronym helps us to remember the four major parts and postures of prayer, and it puts them in order of importance, creating a natural flow of our prayers. And in the Lord's Prayer, we actually see this this form of prayer, um, A-C-T-X, Adoration, uh, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And so we're going to go through each one of those today. But it all begins with adoration. What is adoration? We start our prayers with worship. Adoration is actually when we take an opportunity to acknowledge God as God. Adoration means that we give praise to God. La adoración es dándole gloria a Dios. Empezamos nuestras oraciones con adoración. We give praise to God through adoration. Adoration. We celebrate who God is and what he means to us. We worship God for who he is, and we thank him for what he has done. We worship God because he is worthy of worship, not because of just the transaction of asking God for, hey, God, can you do this for me, and then I'll do that for you. No, our relationship in the presence of God doesn't start that way. As a transaction, it starts with adoration, with worshiping Him, with viewing God as who true He truly is, worthy of praise. Empezamos nuestra oración con adoración. So, for example, we can start our prayer of adoration with the words, "God, You are loving and You care for me," or "God, I praise You because You are powerful and holy." Thank you, Father, that you are glorious. All of that is adoration. All of that actually prepares us to enter into his presence with confidence, with boldness. You can pray some, you know, Lord, here I am to worship you. And it can be even helpful to recite some Bible verses as well, because the Bible can also be our prayer guide as well. We can pray the words of Psalm 100, verse 5, and we have it right up on the screen. Psalm 105 says, The Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's entering into his presence through adoration. That's entering into the the gates through thanksgiving, through worship examples. We can think through here. We can go around and you can think of how can you enter God's presence with adoration? How can that be the key into his presence in your prayer life? You can say, Lord God, thank you for your faithfulness. You are merciful. You are gracious. You are mighty. You are here. You are consistent in my life. Thank you, God, for being who you are. Wonderful. That's all adoration. So again, it begins with adoration and worship. And then from that, we move to the letter C, confession. And confession is a big word, but confession just means telling the truth, being honest before God. Because who we are before God is who we truly are. We can put up all kinds of different Uh, faces and acts or words in front of others but who we are in front of God is who we truly are. So let's just tell the truth. We're not fooling him for a second. (laughs) We can fool ourselves but confession is simply telling the truth. Confesión es diciendo la verdad ante Dios. Confesando la verdad. Admitting to God our sins and our failures. Admitting to God that sin that is keeping you distracted and you know what it is when you're honest with yourself. Admitting to God that thing that keeps blocking you from growing in your faith. Confession is asking God and being honest about who you actually really need to forgive in your life. Who do you need to be forgiven by who are you depending on instead of God? What are you depending on for comfort and for guidance instead of God? All of that is part of confession, truth-telling. It's not always easy. But when we confess our sins to God, we open ourselves to God's forgiveness. And I want you to write that down and realize that. When we confess our sins to God, we open up ourselves to God's forgiveness. And guess what? God's forgiveness is freedom. It's freedom from bondage. It's freedom from guilt. It's freedom from shame. But when we confess, we open ourselves to God's forgiveness and God's freedom as it says in the Word of God in First John chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. If we can put it up, 1 John 1, 8 to 9 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess, if we tell the truth, He is faithful and just and He will forgive us our sins. And he will purify us from all unrighteousness. Nos puede purificar por medio de la confesión. So to put it very simply, and you can have this as something memorized, what is confession? Confession is telling the truth. Confession is simply us, us when we stop running and we tell the truth about God and about ourselves. And I want you to be clear about this. Whether you're younger, you're older, you, whatever season of life you've been in, whether you're going through a joyful season or a challenging season, I want you to hear this. There is no amount of truth that will ever scare God away. There is no amount of truth that will ever intimidate God He can handle it. He created you, and trust me, he's seen much, 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 much worse. Just open up the scriptures, and you'll see how God has dealt with the human heart since the beginning of time. He can handle it, so give it to him. Don't hold on to it just on your own. You're not meant to handle it on your own. Confess, receive God's forgiveness, and enter into his freedom. For freedom, he has set you free. He can handle it. Give him that fear. Give him that scary truth that you don't like to talk about. He understands. He's with you. He won't leave you. He won't leave you high and dry. Give him that new thing that you're not even sure how to approach. God will restore it. He'll make something new. He'll make something beautiful. As today's passage told us in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. He loves you, and if you give him that weight, give him that burden, confess that to him, He's going to do a miracle in front of you. You're going to see a miracle in your life. He will find a way to work that out for the good. And yes, he will be with you in the reality and consequences of the whole thing, but he will work it out for the good in the unique and wonderful way that only he can. That's the God that we worship as it said there in the passage, bring it into the light. Or we can just stay in darkness, right? We stay in darkness through lies and justification, through pride, through ego, through self-righteousness. And this can be religious people and non-religious people. We find all kinds of ways to justify ourselves. But all of that is still blocking us from the grace of God. All of that is still blocking us from the presence, the real presence of God. Those lies, those justifications, they're just like chains. Like chains holding us back from the gifts of freedom through forgiveness. So friends, brothers, sisters, tell the truth and have God set you free. He's, only, he's not only freed us from bad things, but He's freed us for so much more. There are so many ways that we can even give examples here of how we can experience God's freedom through forgiveness. So we've gone through adoration, A, and then also confession, which is A, adoration is worshiping God. Confession is telling God the truth. And then the third, the third uh, part of prayer is thankfulness, T. As we've mentioned, confession frees us from anxious minds to move confidently into thanking God. So thankf- thankfulness is confidently thanking God for all that he has done and thanking God for all that he will do. Agradecimiento. Nos ayuda a darle gracias a Dios por todo lo que ha hecho y todo lo que va a hacer. Thankfulness moves us forward. And again, we see this throughout the scriptures. Psalms provide guidance on offering prayers of thankfulness. We can read this together. It's in Psalm 107, verse 9. And that's why I've even encouraged us. I've done it during times in my life where I just read through the Psalms. Because the Psalms teach us how to pray also. Psalm 107, verse 9, we, it can inspire us with prayers of thankfulness and gratitude. It says this, it says, He satisfies the thirsty and he, fills, and he fills the hungry with good things. We can be thankful for what God has filled you with, for what God has provided for you. And here's an encouragement I want to give to all of us whenever we're feeling resentful or distant or cold or um, ungrateful or whatever it may be, why don't we just pause, pray, and make a list? Make a list of everything that you're thankful for. What would be in your top 10 right now? Even though you're going through challenges, you're going through life, I know you're in the thick of it, but what could you be grateful for today or every day? How can we pause? How can we pray? How can we actually be thankful? If we had time here, I'd have everyone go around and proclaim at least one thing that you're thankful for. And you can take that to God. That can be key to access to growing in closeness with Him. Friends, brothers, sisters, when we proclaim thankfulness, that's a prayer. When we thank God for His goodness, that is a prayer. And finally, there is S, A-C-T-S, right? Adoration, confession, thankfulness, and supplication. Supplication simply means that we ask God for help. Una petición es cuando le pedimos a Dios por ayuda supplication is asking god for th- for help and there's prayers that you can make that are simple but profound prayers you can simply pray the words god thank you in your morning routine you can wake up and you can pray god help me in the evening you can pray god thank you those are two of the most real and raw prayers that we can pray when we're honest and sincere before God. Remember, God doesn't just look for a bunch of fancy words or a lot of religious talks. He sees the heart. He sees you as you truly are, and he opens his arms to you just as you are and takes you where you need to be. When I feel afraid or overwhelmed, I've learned to simply pray the words, Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. That's a memorized prayer that you can have throughout your week. When I need guidance and I'm, and I'm not sure what to do or I need to make a big decision, I've learned to pray the words, Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Those are prayers of memorization and repetition that can become a part of who we are In those moments, rather than turning to ourselves, we can turn to God. Jesus is with me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Those are all examples of simple prayers from the heart, simple prayers that can bring us closer to the real presence of Christ. These are prayers that lead us into our awareness of God's reality. Estas oraciones... Nos ayudan a entrar a la presencia la realidad de Dios. So supplication is asking God for help. And it includes asking for help in the meeting of needs. It includes guidance and direction. It includes asking God for action and wisdom. Who's ever, who needs to ask God for wisdom? I know I do. It's asking God for intervention. That's how we stand in the gap for one another. And we pray for one another. It's interceding on behalf of others. Prayers for supplication, and you can write this down or have it in your notes as you're reading uh, at this, this week and you're entering into God's presence and spending time with him. You can pray, ask God for help in the following areas. I'm very grateful for the words of Brother Al. You can pray for your church family, for your pastor, for your, uh, for, for your uh, family of faith here but you can also pray for your own family, for your own household, pray for your children, pray for your church, pray for your community, pray for this world that needs God so bad. Because here's the truth. When we pray, we humbly go before God with our requests. We humbly go before God with our request, and we are trusting that he listens to every word. God listens to every word, and God will answer all of our prayers in his perfect way and in his perfect time. And I've said this before here at Imago, but the truth is that every prayer is answered. Not every prayer is answered the way we want it to be answered, but every prayer is answered. And when we ask God for help, when we, when we enter into God's presence through supplication, He really answers in some of the following ways, and I've seen this in my life. When we ask God for something or we ask intervention in a particular area, God can answer any way God wants to, but in my experience, it's been this way. God actually can answer, yes, I will grant that for you, I will help you in that, God can also answer, wait, be patient. Strength will rise as we wait on the Lord. And the honest truth is that God can also answer no. No is an answer also. It's not always the answer we want. <laughs> God can answer No, but he doesn't just leave us with no. He says no, because I have something much better for you. Something beyond what you can imagine or think of, something you can't even see right now, so I need you to trust me. Our God always answers prayer in his perfect way and in his perfect time. I love the words of Psalm 86, 6-7. It says the following. It says, Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. When we're in distress, we can cry out to God. It's okay to cry before him. I've done it. I'm sure some of us here have. Knowing that when we call out to him, he will answer us. He hears our prayers. Dios siempre escucha y responde a todas nuestras oraciones. Whether you're a seasoned prayer warrior or you're just getting started in your prayer life, it's okay. God invites you into his presence to draw near, to, to, to come near to him. My hope in prayer is that through memori- this uh, memorized prayers, simple prayers of the heart, or through this Acts prayer method, that God will keep you focused and that this will serve as your everyday guide for you to draw near into his presence. Acts, A-C-T-S, if we could put it up there. Adoration, confession, thankfulness, and supplication. So we're all on this prayer journey together. And grace will be our guide and the Holy Spirit will be the one to take us to the next level. So as we conclude, I want to go back to that trip where uh, the family and I were going down to Southern California and the van broke down on us. So we were on our way down 210 Freeway and the van broke down and it was scary it was scary to have the vehicle break down on us in the middle of the freeway in Los Angeles. It was not fun. But before getting anxious, and you know, I have to confess, I deal with road rage and anger stuff, but I give it all to God. <laughs> and my wife, sometimes when I'm in road rage, she thinks I'm yelling at her, and I'm like, no, it's not about you, it's that guy that I don't know, and whatever, <laughs> And before I was going to get into all of that, actually, my wife Charlotte just asked me to pause and to pray. That's what we needed to do. To pause, to pray, to give that anxiety to God. And guess what? God worked it all out for the good. I'm still here. The children are here. Charlotte is fine. And guess what? We even made it to Disneyland. (laughs) He worked it all out for the good. What would my rage have done? What would my anxiety have done in that moment? Nothing. We took time to pause, to pray, and to see God work it out all for the good of those who love him. But here's what I learned from that experience. As we were in the van, there was a breaking point. But the breaking point was not the end perhaps you in your journey with Jesus, you've experienced a breaking point. You've experienced a stall where you're not moving forward or backward, but friends, brothers, sisters, just because there's a breaking point, it does not mean that that's the end. God is not done with you. God is not done with his journey, with the, with the journey you have with him in your life. It is not the end. It can actually be a whole new beginning. Is God calling you to instead of just giving in to the breakdown, to invite God into a whole new beginning? Just like that van, that vehicle. By the way, that van is still running. It's out there in the parking lot. (laughs) All it needed was a new alternator. It wasn't the end of the world. It felt like it in the moment. But just like that vehicle, the car just needed a new piece of equipment, a new alternator. Sometimes in our prayer lives, we can confuse getting stuck with a crisis of faith. But it, we're just stuck. Don't worry. Help is on the way. God will be with you. God will respond to you. He will show up in new ways. And when sometimes all we need to do before just breaking down, stopping and quitting the journey, all we need to do is first pause and pray. Be still and know that he is God. Hear a word from God. And remember that sometimes what we really need to keep going in our prayer lives is not to quit, but it's just a little bit of structure. A little bit of structure to jumpstart once again your prayer life and to keep going to the place and the destination that God is calling you. So as we close out here today, my prayer for all of us is that we would draw near to God so that he would grow that passion in you, so that he would jumpstart that passion that you once had for him in you. But guess what? It may not feel like it once did because it's a whole new day. It's a whole new beginning, and that's okay. God is doing something new in you. He's doing something new through you. He's doing something new in your family. He's doing something new in our community. Let's yield, let's pause, let's pray, let's follow the Spirit's leading because only God is able to work all things together for the good of those who love him according to his purposes. Some of us can think, how, why? The answer, that's just who God is. That's who he is. He is faithful, and he is with us always. So let's do that together as a church now. Let's pause and pray and enter into his presence. Vamos a entrar en la presencia de Dios. Let's pray. God, we, we pray, Lord, that you, Lord, would guide us, Lord. Sometimes we don't know what to say or how to pray. And Lord, in those moments when may you just hear our prayers from the heart, sometimes that memorized prayer of the Lord's prayer, or us just saying, thank you, Lord, or help me, God, or help me, Holy Spirit, or Jesus is with me. All of those prayers count, Lord, because even as this passage says, your Holy Spirit always goes in between. And even... Re, re, and, and even restructures our prayers so that they glorify God. Thank you, Lord, that your thoughts are not our thoughts, that your ways are not our ways. And just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than our ways. And your thoughts are not our thoughts. Help us, Lord, to live an attitude of gratitude. Help us, Lord. To instead of worry, to worship. Help us, God, to practice these steps of the Acts prayer method adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Thank you that you never abandon us and you are always with us. So, even right now, just as you are, we're going to take a moment to where you can just pause and pray, be with God, ask him to guide you in your spiritual life, and your spiritual journey, so that you would experience his peace and presence on a day-to-day basis. So let's just take a moment to do that briefly, and then I'll bring us back together. Enter into his presence, ask him to guide you, to help you, to be with you este tiempo para orar in la presencia de Dios. Living God, we have fed on your word. We've been refreshed through your living water. And as we conclude our time here in worship and enter into praise, would you receive this as prayers of adoration to you, Lord God? Take us somewhere new. If we've been stalled, if we've been broken down, help us, Lord, to follow you into that whole new beginning. We love you, Lord, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and conclude with this final worship song.